It's not my fault, you guys all got your first choices. Guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of EM Over Easy. We have the three amigos all here: Tanner, Andy, and Drew. Uh, so today's topic is something that you guys, I think, actually know more about than I do. I haven't actually really thought about this a lot, so I'm intrigued to hear what is going to go on. We're going to talk about branding and the ED. What what does that mean to you guys? What does what does branding and the ED mean to you? Man, I'm just I'm just so excited to have all of us here again because it's been a while. Yeah, and been and been like we all have smiley yeah. faces. We're back yeah. at DK Diner. Drew goes, "Why are we not bantering first? Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I was expecting to lead in. I'm, I'm thrown off. I'm thrown off. Uh, so, I think this was my idea to talk about branding. Um, I think it's really important. We've done a lot of this kind of middle year talk recently. This is kind of a middle year as an intern talk, but it, it's something that you have to do through the rest of your life. Too, you have to keep rebranding yourself. So branding the ED is establishing who you are and who you want to be known as in the ED. And this is something that starts day one when you walk in. So even as a student, if you're rotating through the ED, you are going to end up as a resident in. If you're a resident at the ED, you're going to be an attending in. Um, the first day you show up for orientation, the first time you, you meet somebody, you're actually creating your brand. So branding, as we know from commercially, branding is everything. Branding is appearance. Branding is feel, branding is fit, branding is quality, it's all these things and you have to establish on day one when you expose yourself to to this new place that you're going to be working at is what do you want your brand to be and I think it's hugely important. And branding isn't always about how awesome you are at being a doctor. Yeah. That kind of comes with time. People give you some leeway as you're a new intern. Uh, you know, you're not going to be the, the fourth year, you're not going to be a, acting like an attending, but but how do you carry yourself compared to the other people that have been through the, the steps that you've already been through? And we'll get into how. I want to hear more from Andy first before we go into more. But like that's that's to me. I literally look at it as you're, you're selling yourself as a product to somebody. It is look, it is fit, it is feel, and it is quality. And you have to have all those things to have a good name for yourself. Yeah, no, and I think a branding, per, at least personal branding. Is Did you just yeah, no again? I think I might have. I think you might have yeah noted. Although that I might hear, be the only one from the episode. I hear on a shift you yeah noted in the appropriate fashion. I'm working on my my tense and my like the time to do things. So Drew has made my life better. If anybody ever wonders, um, his, his grammar policing has made me a better it's part, human part of branding. It's I just branding. choose to ignore his grammar policing. So whenever I think of um, personal branding, I think of really one thing. If, if you were to poll the 50 people you know in the department and they had one sentence to describe you, what would that be? And I think that's a, re- a really powerful idea to think of is that you have, they have th- 30 words, however, however, how long you want to do, one sentence to say, this is who Drew is, this is who Tanner is, this is who Andy is. And that one sentence is based on a lot of things, things that Drew brought up, like the way you look, the way you carry yourself. And really, has very little to do with how good of a physician you are. It has a lot more to do with how do you handle pressure? How do you handle difficult times? How are you when things are good? How do you take criticism? How do you take being approached by somebody who might not understand what you're doing? How do you educate? It's really kind of a full encompassing thing that boils down to one sentence and understand that if that's, if somebody was to write that about you and it was negative, it will take six to 12 months to change any of those opinions. If, if ever. If ever. And so it's one of those things that if you're going to stay in the same place, it's something that became very cognizant of me when I decided to stay at the place I just, the work at the place I was a resident, is when I was about a second year, I kind of did a poll 
and realized that for the most part I was really comfortable with where people were, but there were some people that I was like, I don't think you should feel this way about me. So I spent the next two years trying to change the way that they saw me. They, they thought you were better than you were, and you were trying to bring bring down the expectations a little bit. There was a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's pump these brakes. I am not this awesome person that you think I am. But but it was odd that by the end of fourth year, as I've graduated and now started, a lot of those have kind of shifted to where most people have a consistent message about who Amy Little is. I think what it, boils, what it boils down to is when you show up for your shift, you want the people you're working with to be excited about working with you. Yeah. And so when the you know if you if you're the morning doc and the, the 11 a.m. nurse rolls into your pod and they see you sitting there and they they're like oh, sweet I'm yeah. working with Tanner today this yeah. is gonna be a good day. What you don't want is the nurse to roll around the corner or to see you rolling around the corner and, and shoulders drop, head drops, and go, all right. It, it just got real today. Something's yeah. gonna happen. You know, like it's it's not gonna be a good day. You want to be the one that that. Your staff, nursing, techs, other residents, you know, attendings, whatever the case may be, get excited to to work with it. They they know that you're going to be a, a performer. It's going to be a fun yeah. day, regardless of what comes in the door. Yeah. We're going to have a good day. We're going to make it a good day by hook or by crook. Yeah. Um, and and that's that's what it boils down to me. I I distinctly remember that as you know, as an intern, you are constantly told over and over, you know, nurses make your life better, techs make your life better. The more you can make them on your side and utilize them and make them friends, the better off it's going to be. And you hear that over and over, but then the first time I remember seeing it in action is when one of our attendees came on to a shift, you know, you're in that overlap period, and you hear all the nurses behind their back go, oh gosh, I can't believe this person's here. Day, good day just got bad right and that's exactly what you guys are talking about it's it's pretty amazing I never really thought of that as the turning point but that sticks with you because I'm one of those people that when I see someone that I dislike the way they do things it sticks in my head as I don't want to be that and, and how long does it take even when that person fixes those issues for you to come around to the fact that they fixed it that they, they've they've improved on that you know you somebody who starts off on the, the wrong foot gets a bad rap almost immediately and again this is not a medical thing this is a, a bad interaction with a nurse or a tech or it's you know you lose your cool in a yeah. tough situation um, you know you kind of flip out you freeze whatever the case may be and then you become known as the person that does that yeah. and and I think Andy is 100% right it takes six, six to nine months to, to recover if you've never recovered. Now, Tanner, ever. You, you had the advantage when you walked into the department. I mean, you are uh, pretty you're kinda, good. You're like a physical specimen. You're, you're a good-looking guy. Yeah. You got a smiley face. <laughs> Don't feel awkward at all. You know, you got, these, mean, sweet wooden gla- you got these sweet wooden glasses things I'm on it. I'm glad this is audio so no one can see my ears burning. You, you had a little... You had a little uh, uh, jaw drop from, from some of the other staff in the department and so you automatically were you know like uh, McSteamy from uh, or McDreamy or whatever from Grey's Anatomy so you you got the start now me I have a liter bottle hanging around my rib, midriff there's a six pack underneath there somewhere and I've got a two liter bottle so you maybe know, a so three liter bottle I, hashtag dad bod um, is what I'm rocking and, and you know I own it but I just don't have that same uh, shock and awe the way you did so I think you had an advantage right from the start and then I opened my mouth and everyone was like uh yeah but it takes six to nine months for them to realize that you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> and within because that same time that you'll depression. know what you're talking right. about so it'll be fine alright so I guess we have to ask the question how do we brand I know I guess looking at me, I have never really thought about this before, so... So, Drew, I know you've got some thoughts. Yeah, well, it, 
it begins again when you walk in the ED, and there's little things. And I think little things go a long way. So uh, positive attitude, smile on your face, being approachable. Um, the old adage, or not, it's not an adage, but the, the old idea that I'm the physician, you are the nurse, you are the tech, you are the whatever, and therefore I'm on a pedestal and I need to be referred to as Dr. Kelno the whole time and you know all that, that that's out the window. Um, there are nurses, techs, staff that, that still approach you like that, and, and you do appreciate that respect, but uh, very quickly, I, I tell the staff around me that, hey, I'm Drew. I'm Drew. Yeah. Um, and what you call me a name doesn't uh, earn me respect. It doesn't create my brand. I create my brand, and I'm going yeah. to earn your respect. So yeah. uh, I think that's maybe the biggest thing is from day one, don't walk in expecting to be respected yeah. as a physician walk in expecting that you are going to have to earn the respect as a physician and that yeah. you are going to prove to your staff that you are a high performer that you're approachable that you're a nice person that you are going to be there for them just as much as you expect them to be there for you um, and if you can do all those things you're going to be off on the right foot and, and I don't want to demean medical knowledge and medical abilities because you have to have that to be a good physician. Yeah. You can be the nicest person in the world and everyone loves you as a person but not be a good physician and people aren't going to want to work with you. Yeah. The flip side is you could be the smartest, most capable physician in a department but if you don't have some personality skills, if you don't have the ability to communicate with people, you don't have the ability to deliver what you want done in a reasonable way, no one's going to want to work with you even though you might be the best person to ultimately treat patients. So. Um, I guess not specifics there, but it's the walk in with the idea that you are there to earn the respect and the um, support of those around you, as opposed to thinking that you've already got that just because you have the title of doctor. Yeah. I think a good dovetail off of that, <clears throat> you know, now that you have me thinking about this a little bit, is that I would say being thankful. When you have a good crew, when you have good people you're working with, is being thankful, let them know that, and being appreciative. One of the things I always try to do at the end of a shift, and I'm not 100%, but I would say 80, 85% of the time, at the end of a shift, before I leave, I walk around and say thank you to all the people that I worked with that day. And you know, there's turnover, and so I don't always thank everybody, but I always try to at least acknowledge the people that really helped me out, or you know, the nurse that had to deal with that crazy psych patient and basically did a lot of heavy lifting while I put in some orders. Like acknowledging, like, hey, you rocked it, you killed it. That thank you so much for all that help. And I think one thing that, although Drew didn't bring up specifics, you talked about some pretty important things. Um, the first one is is that as a physician, you don't own, you you have no ownership or um, you have no rights to really anything until you prove yourself. Um, and I think the other big thing that you talked about is that you want to make your being a team player is not about you. It's about your team. It's about understanding that people who are smaller than you on the food chain at work, they're just as vital to your team. And I was, I'm always reminded of when I was a tech in, in ED and undergrad that the doctors that made a difference were the ones who cared about the small people. They were the ones who, at the end of a code, they came to everybody who did chest compression and said, thank you for doing your job. They went to the nurse and said, like, they were very thankful. And they went and they made sure that people felt appreciated for what they did, even for the small things. And then when it was, oh, you did such a good job, they really focused on, I couldn't have done it without you guys. It was really, like, truly a team player. Um, and it's also one of those things that I think Drew also brought up is that when you do something well, kind of... Uh, 
I guess you uh, not enshrine it, but really kind of like you, it's okay to shout that from the rooftops and enforce it, reinforce and enforce what, you, like, what you've done that has been successful. And then when things go bad, don't be a jerk about it. Find a, find a good way to be like, hey, how can we make this better? I feel like we had a problem, and really because you, you want to confront those things, but don't confront it with the attitude of I'm bigger than you, I'm smarter than you, I'm more important than you are. Have it be like, hey, I feel like we as a group something happened, whether it was a lapse of communication or we just weren't in it, what, and try to find solutions from a positive standpoint than from a negative, I'm the doctor, you, you embarrassed me, you made me look bad, um, and really focus on really the team, because we all know people in our department and people that we worked with that really the difference was is that they were team players, yeah. and it wasn't about you know the white coat they were wearing. I, I really look at... When I show up on a shift, I, I view, and this is not meant to be an egocentric thing because that's not at all how, how I actually think of this, and it might sound that way as I first say it, but I view myself as I'm, I'm the captain of a ship. Yeah. And, well, I am ultimately in charge, the attending, who, you know, whatever, but, like, as a physician, we are in charge of the operation, yeah. but I can't do my job. That ship doesn't go anywhere without the crew. Yeah. Right? So if you don't have someone in the engine room, man in the engine, if you don't have someone steering the ship, if you don't have somebody you know, yeah. doing all the parts and pieces, that ship sinks. Or it yeah. doesn't sink, it literally just sits at the, at the dock and goes nowhere, and that's not what we want. So yeah. you need somebody to be in charge. So as the physician, you have to be the one that takes charge, that you are going to be the leader. But you have to recognize that you are not the benevolent leader, you are not the immaculate leader, you are not the all-knowing, all-powerful leader. You are the caring, outreaching, we all have a job to do, how can we do it together and do it well yeah. type of leader. And, and, you know, it is a we operation. Yeah. And you have to truly embrace the, the we operation. I think, uh, basically dovetailing off of the thing you said is you that... You dovetail a lot. I did twice today. That's the first time I think I've ever said it on this podcast. <laughs> what is an actual dovetail? It's a... Feathers at the end of a dove. Is that what you're referring to when you say dovetail? Because I don't no. think it is. What do you think? Isn't it actually is? a woodworking term? Uh, that that is term. part of it, but I think it's also a term and a conversation where you go off of the end of something else and turn it into something different. But isn't that what the dovetail is in woodworking? Yes, it's yes. the same concept, but it also can be used in terms of a... No, I agree that it's a, it's a vernacular <laughs> that we use as we are taking a piece of a conversation. So, Tanner, back to your point. <laughs> he just likes to sound smart when we're recorded. He's am smart. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was talking about now. <laughs> so I guess the question is, is that how do you know where you stand? I think that's the one thing that um, maybe it's just because of the way I was raised, but a lot of people, they struggle with this because they don't, they don't get it. Maybe they're not cognizant of where they stand. And one thing that um, has brought up to me in other talks that I've been to and things I've Another conversation is you have to have a group of people who will be honest with you. The board of directors. You, everybody, whether it's your mom and your dad, whether it's a brother or a sister, but it needs to be a, a conglomerate of people because it can't just be the, all the people that like you. Um, and it was one of those things that when I was an intern, I kind of picked to have board of directors. I had my dad, I had some other residents, I had some upper levels, I had a few attendings. And I, honest, I picked an attendant I knew that didn't like me because I knew that they would just tell me how they felt. And they were per, they were pretty straight shooters, and I knew that like their opinion was about as honest and unfiltered as it was, and you have to be able to embrace that kind of critique if you want to improve. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle, and they never really get out of their ruts, is that when they get critiques, they get so demoralized by that that anybody would ever speak unpoorly of them that they refuse to really see that there's things they can work on. So, Drew, what do you think about a board of directors? Have, oh, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, this is this is not something that you or I or anyone. This is uh, 
something that's come up with people that are much better at branding um, than, than I think we are or have more experience with branding, but absolutely you have to have a board of directors. And I think it's important. You need a board of directors of somebody from all assets of, or all parts of your life. So, um, you know, somebody you work with in the department can actually give you real-time critique, but you need somebody in your family. You need a friend from college who has the 30,000-foot view of your life now because maybe you don't hang out with them every week. You see them two or three times a year, but they kind of see where your life is going. You need to have these people that every once in a while, whether it's checking in once a month, once a year, whatever the case may be, you have the the real-life sit-down chat. Like, how's it going for you and how's it going for me? And, And... get that real feedback. But in an emergency department or a hospital setting, you have to have those people around you that observe what you're doing. Even if it's your your peer attending or, or your co-resident from the same year that, that has the trust in you and you the trust in them to be able to pull you aside and be like, hey, awesome job today, or you know, things were kind of rough today, I just wanted to, or yesterday, I just wanted to have a quick talk about it and, and make sure that you saw it also because I don't want you to go down a road that you, you, you don't want to go down. Yeah, exactly. Um, and those are difficult people to find. And if you can find somebody that you really uh, feel that way about and feels that way about you, then you've really you've nailed it because you're going to have that that constant feedback as yeah. to how you're doing in life. Yeah. I think another thing that you can possibly do is just a really focused observation around you. Sometimes take that step back and see how people are interacting with you. Instead of worrying about all the stuff that's going around on around you, just look at how do people interact, how do they respond to you with that goal in mind. So are nursing staff coming up to you and talking to you in a happy tone, or are they very short, direct, and then they leave as soon as possible? Are people coming up randomly and just talking about their day? Are they um, confiding in you with problems? That kind of stuff. If, If you're all of a sudden noticing that nobody really talks to you and is confiding in you and is treating you like a human being, then perhaps you have alienated a lot of them and you need to reevaluate that. Yeah. I think one of the biggest vote of confidence somebody can give you is if a nurse or a tech or somebody comes up to you and like, hey, can I ask you this question? Uh, my my wife's going through this. I know, you know, like, but what do you think? Or, um, hey, my kid's got strep throat. Do you mind writing a prescription? I'm not supporting writing prescriptions for everybody that asks you, but, but somebody who has that, that much trust in you to ask that, or, hey, yeah. my, my ear's bothering me. Hey, Dr. Drew, will you, 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 look? you look in my ear. Just that you've broken down enough of a beard that they feel comfortable coming to you, but they also trust you to the point that they're asking you to take care of a personal matter, whether it's a family, a friend, or themselves, to give a little bit of physician insight into whatever's going on with them. That's huge. So if people are doing that around you, you have, you have won that game. Yeah. You, have, you, you have succeeded. So I think we've covered a lot of the high-end, how to brand yourself kind of thing, but I want to hear from you guys at least one thing that you do on a daily basis or every once in a while basis that you think is, this is something I do for the staff or one thing that I do that kind of breaks down those walls and really opens things up um, on a shift. This is not a big idea. This is more of a, like, this is a small token of appreciation, a small thing that you do. Because I think you guys both do this. For example, I am a big fan of when I work night shifts, bringing in some uh, ice cream cones, uh, you know, drumsticks, whatever the case may be, or early morning shift, bringing in some donuts. And, and I, Tanner doesn't like to do that because it goes against his uh, manly figure. But, you know, just, hey, thanks for everything you guys do. You have to put up with me. Let's take a quick break at 3 a.m. and have an have a ice cream cone. It goes a long way in, mm-hmm. in building that kind of branding rapport. What do you guys do? So one thing that, that I like to do, mostly because it was done when I worked in the emergency department before I went to med school, was is really with the, the nurses and the techs and our secretaries, is find out what they're doing with their lives. It's amazing how many people that work in our emergency department, that their plans aren't to stay in the medicine. 
they do it as a as, as a path to pay for undergrad or a path to get to somewhere else. And it's just, you know, if you can ask somebody one time, hey, what are you doing with your life? And then the next time you see him, hey, how's school? Hey, how's that boyfriend that you just got? Like, it's really just making it a personal, like that you understand that they're a person and that you care about their life outside of this cosm that we call the emergency department. That, that's huge. Like, I remember when I was an undergrad, I had one attending that um, every time he saw me, he asked him, like, what courses were going. I remember when I was studying for the MCAT, like, all we did was every time we talked, he'd be like, well, hey, I remember when I took the MCAT, you should probably look at this. And it was just truly, like, it's interactive. I was like, here's a guy who makes a lot of money, who works a ton of hours, who's got a wife and kids, and every time he sees me, he one, he remembers what my plan in life is. Two, he actually cares enough to talk about it. It's just what, it's a very small thing. It's just being the humans that we were born to be and being decent goes a lot farther than you would think in terms of uh, anything else that you And I think, I'm not a huge fan of Facebook anymore. Uh, it's yeah. not the, my social media yeah. uh, outlet of choice. Yeah. But for something like this, it's huge yeah. to be friends with the people you work with. Yeah. And now that you post a lot, it's actually not about you. It's about reading their posts. Yeah. And then when you show up for the next shift, you're like, hey, I saw your daughter had an awesome softball game. Yeah. Tell me about it. And yeah. the, the eyes open up. Yeah. Somebody gets a smile on yeah. their face because you paid attention to something yeah. personal in their life. Yeah. And you you had, you had asked that question. You know, uh, is, it goes, it's huge. I couldn't yeah. agree more. And I think from a physician standpoint, Facebook's a great way to do that. Just be friends with uh, or be able to follow the people that are around you so yeah. you can ask those every once in a while personal question and yeah. huge difference. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. I think uh, one of the things I probably have done, I didn't even realize I was doing it, but is the code or critical patient MVP. And I always try to take note of the person I think did a killer job. Not in terms of the patient having That's a bad outcome. That's probably not the word you want to use. Re reword that into uh, the best job or MVP job <laughs> of the uh, of that patient because to me one of the things that is not done enough in this world is acknowledging when you do something good and when I see a nurse that goes above and beyond or a tech that just did an amazing job either. You know, chest compressions, whatever, just going above and beyond during that critical patient, I always try to find them afterwards and say, hey, that was awesome, dude. You did great. Um, and it's, uh, to me, that's a, a good way to acknowledge that I am visualizing your good work and I want to make sure that you are aware of it. I don't do it for everybody. It's only the time I notice it, but it's, I think it's something that's very important nowadays not to miss. Couldn't agree more. I think the uh, the moral of the story is create your brand so that it's not created for you, uh, but actually work to do it because it's it's something that's gonna follow you uh, the rest of your life and and you want to be the the brand that you want to be. Well, and we all see that. To wrap it up, every time you go to a nurse who's been in our program for a long time and you mention a resident's name, within five seconds you know how they felt because their face is gonna change, they're gonna light up, they're gonna cringe, they're gonna cowl, and you want to be that person when they say, "Hey, what do you think of Dr. Granowski?" They wouldn't. Oh, he was the best. Or Dr. So, Dr. Blank. You he want to be somebody so that... Yeah. Well, they're, they're going to say that even so if he wasn't. <laughs> but you want to be that person that when they mention your name once you're done, that, they're light, that their eyes light up. Rather than the person that they have to take a long, hard thing. Was this person really worth my time? So, until next time. Yeah, I think that's a wrap. Thanks, guys. Mm -hmm. EM. Over. Easy.